0: Hello. So today's episode, uh, we're going to be talking about disability and mental health and illness. So it's going to be Kat, um, Keith, and I basically giving our thoughts on the subject. What sort of prompted this is my own academic research on mental health and illness, and looking at the sociology of disability studies, and looking at the differences and similarities between disability and mental illness. Um, Through that, I learned that disability can encompass different forms of impairment, which include physical impairment sensory impairment and mental impairment. And when I came across this research, I started to question whether or not I myself identify as disabled as a mentally ill person. And I suppose for myself, it came up to the fact that I personally have never identified with that label because I have always associated disability with physical and sensory impairment. And so when I look at that label, it made me go further into this research. And it's made me question how other people within the mental health community identify with disability, whether or not they feel it is sufficient in describing uh, their entire lives, Um, maybe it's. Maybe it's insulting to them in some ways. Maybe it isn't. Um, So today's podcast is going to look at that a little more in depth, Um, looking at that through personal accounts, looking at that through the Canadian and American legal systems, looking at Human Rights Act. And so I'm going to start off and ask Keith and Kat, do either of you identify as disabled?
1: well katie um i've never considered myself to be disabled but a number of years ago after my breakdown after my depression and breakdown and, and then in my recovery phase as i say it um i started looking around to, to learn more about depression and mental illness and, and and mental health and as a lawyer i turned to some legislation and looked at the nova scotia human rights act for example okay which you know, states very clearly, okay, that one cannot be discriminated against, okay, in terms of employment, education, and, and such, okay, on the grounds of physical or mental disability. So the lawmakers here, know use the word disability in, in connection with physical and mental both. I remember the first thing I read, it was like, oh, I don't fit there. That, that's not that that I don't fit in, in into that category, okay. And then I looked beyond, okay, the Human Rights acts across the across Canada pretty much you know, state the same, okay? The lawmakers here have looked at, you know, disability as as, as the term to be used, okay? The UN Convention on, on, on People with Disabilities, the same thing. You know, the title has disabilities in its in, in title, which has been ratified by the U.S. and Canada, both. And, you know, they look at discrimination based on disabilities. I do believe the the American Disabilities Act, again, disabilities is in the title of, of the legislation, So, you know, the lawmakers have, you know, pretty much exclusively chosen that word to be used, okay? Um, I don't think it's the proper word. I'll give them full credit that they've identified mental disability, you know, using their language as a ground of determination. So I'll I'll give them kudos for that. But I think it ought to be updated. You know, disability, um, I never, ever thought it was disabled.
0: What do you think would be the proper word to use instead of that?
1: um good question (laughs)
0: it's a hard one
1: it 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 is okay and and and, you know you know i i often will use it in 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 my language and in my presentations and such the phrase mental health challenges
0: Mm
1: -hmm. okay um because i think challenges is you know some people say mental illness i think that's fair as well okay um you know maybe disability I still don't think it's the, the proper word. Um, I, I think there should be a, a dialogue, okay, with mental health you know, groups and, 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 and individuals, okay, with lawmakers to see if it ought to be updated.
0: I think that okay. disability within itself in the Human Rights Act is, I think, a way to make it more simplistic um, because I think for lawmakers, it's sort of difficult from a legal standpoint. Mm-hmm to differentiate physical sensory and mental disabilities i think that it's probably Mm -hmm. it's just easiest to put them all together from a financial Mm -hmm. standpoint sure what what it is right is really to give people with disabilities financial um stability Mm -hmm. and accommodate uh their livelihood right so i Mm -hmm. think that i think that their choice of using that language within itself is just for the matter of simplicity, mm-hmm. easiest way to get the job mm-hmm. done. And they're not thinking of it as a more, what we're thinking of, about it as, as a theoretical, you know, like a more in-depth sure, uh, analysis. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, definitely. Because I mean, let's just think about it. If we're going to term people with mental illness as having mental disability, well, what do I think of when I think that I th- when I think of mental disability, I think of intellectual disability, which was formerly known as mental R word. And I'm like, well, yeah. that's not that's not my case. I'm an I'm a mental illness. So that's why I kind of have trouble with the word disabilities, because like mm-hmm. mental disability has meant different things um, yeah, legislatively. So I wonder I I guess I don't really have a problem with calling myself disabled. Um, According to the government, the American government, I'm not disabled. I've never filed for disability. According to my college that I went to, I was disabled. I received disability services from student disability access services, and it was wonderful. Um, Mm -hmm. I rarely ever had to utilize the services, but it was there just in case I had a breakdown, just had something that I wasn't able to explain. I was just able to tell my teachers, "Look, I have S-stack," that's what it was called, and they were they weren't allowed to ask why or what, but it was just automatic like we understand this is what we can do, which I found very helpful instead of trying to explain what my mental illness is to every single teacher I ever had. They just got an email that said, "This person has S-stack. These are the services she can receive, blah blah blah," which I found very helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a similar story to that, where
0: one of my professors in sociology, she did a survey on students' wellness, physically and mentally, and in the survey, she asks point blank, are you disabled? And there's a little asterisk um, that gives a more in-depth inscription of what disabled means, and it included mental impairment, and so I remember thinking... Well, by this definition, I myself am disabled. So it felt kind mm-hmm. of weird to have that conflicting moment with myself where yep. I don't identify as disabled, but this survey says I am. So mm-hmm. they're asking me if I have a mental illness. And so I had to put yes, but I talked to the, the professor later and I said it was such an interesting experience to have that internal battle with myself mm-hmm. of you know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm conforming to their label and what suits their research. Mm-hmm. Even though it may not work for myself and how I go around in the world,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and and, and uh, I agree, you know, completely with with you know the internal you know turmoil that I had as well. Okay, like I said, when I re- read the isolation disability, just didn't fit with me. Okay, you know, I had depression, and anxiety, but I was still able to work, so I wasn't disabled. I had depression for years and it was able to work at a high level. So the, mm. the notion of disabled, again, it, it doesn't, for me, it doesn't fit.
0: Well, it's the of. same thing for people with um, physical disabilities. It's not that you're not able to do a job. It's that mm. your environment around you is hindering or creating mm. barriers around your ability to do the job. Mm-hmm. So what's interesting about impairment, I mean, even when we're looking at all of, the work within the 60s 70s and 80s around advocating for physical disabilities and Mm -hmm. creating more accessibility around the world right like putting in elevators making doors more accessible Mm -hmm. making transportation more accessible it's not that we're not able to get around in the world or do certain tasks Mm -hmm. it's that our world is created in a way that creates barriers for us Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and that's so problematic Mm
2: -hmm. yeah i mean mine is honestly mine my uh bipolar disorder, when I was in the, the throes of it, I was totally impaired. I wasn't able, mm. I could not go to school, dropped out of college. I was dunzo, like just because of my disability So or disorder. So I'm using the term disability now because we're talking about <laughs> it, but in that way I was disabled. So that's, I guess that kind of brings clarity to my statement about disabled According to my college, but not according to the government, because according to my college, I needed I needed the disability services, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. according to the government, I don't, because I've never had a job that has been impaired by my uh, mm-hmm. mental illness.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and the term disability, there's no scale for it either, right?
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Okay. I mean, it's it's disabled. Um, like I, I can be, like I said, I, you know, I was able to work still. Okay, I practice law at a high level, you know, ten-hour days and such. Um, you know, but I wasn't well. Um, you know, somebody would do, would discriminate against me at that point because if I've been vocal about my depression. Okay, somebody said, ah, you know, you know, you're fired, for example. Okay, um, there's no scale for disability though. Okay, mm-hmm. I was, you know, able to function and work, and then, you know, but the legislation talks about mental disability.
2: Do you think that there should be a scale?
1: I don't know. I'm just sort of, you know, raising the question and, and thinking uh, about a little bit here. Um, well,
2: some
0: disabilities, I yeah. think, are conceptualized more differently. Like, I think mm. that in, there's almost a hierarchy of what is the most, um, oof, what's the right word? The most proper disability to have versus one that's more discriminated against, mm-hmm. if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. hmm Like, I think um, we were talking about this earlier, but a lot of uh, disability and mental health scholars believe that mental illness and mental impairment itself is more stigmatized than physical and sensory disabilities, because the consensus is that your brain is broken. Therefore, Mm -hmm. anything Mm -hmm. you say or do is being in in question, right? Mm -hmm. It's, Mm -hmm. It's because... If you say for example i'm someone with schizophrenia people are going to assume anything they say or anything they do is driven by their diagnosis of schizophrenia as opposed to the fact that they can function with Mm. that and do other things with that
2: Mm.
0: whereas when you say to someone if you see someone with cerebral palsies or someone if you look at someone with a physical disability you don't associate someone's thoughts and perceptions of the world based on mm. their ability to use their mm. legs necessarily. Like you don't associate a limb with someone's nope. ability to, to have a conversation. Mm. Not, not to say that there aren't any other you know forms of discrimination, people with physical and sensory disabilities mm. face, because they most definitely do. But I think with mental impairment, it's your sense of being that's question. Mm.
2: I think that's super interesting that you bring up cerebral palsy because a lot of times um, c- people with cerebral palsy can have intellectual impairment, but it's not necessary. Mm. So a lot of times people will meet someone with cerebral palsy and assume the intellectual impairment, which is super bad. And that can also be, um, I, I, you should never assume an intellectual impairment at all. Even if, with there's a, even if there's a diagnosis, you don't know anything until you've interacted with the person. Um, to really see like what that shows. But it's like if you see a person with cerebral palsy with an intellectual impairment and then you see someone with spina bifida, spina bifida really is, they, they can't use their legs. But it, yeah. it does not have a coinciding diagnosis of an intellectual impairment. So I think, um, but the, they present exactly the same way. A lot of times both kids are in wheelchairs or using walking devices, but it's like, you don't even know, we don't even know like, what the what, what even is the uh, diagnosis based just on two people in wheelchairs? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I think that yep. we
0: have a tendency to lump all disabilities together because it's easier for people who have able bodies to understand it more. Right. Absolutely.
2: And a wheelchair isn't a disability. Like that's not. A, that's yeah, not a name. Exactly. You know, it's a. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like it's like medication for me. It's something that helps them function, yeah. but it's. I I, that's like a loose association between medication and uh, a wheelchair, but a wheelchair isn't a diagnosis.
0: Yeah. They're, they're tools that assist your impairment right? in order to, you know, make things easier to get by. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's so interesting. Cause um, I find that within sociology, we talk a lot about racism. We talk a lot about sexism and all these different areas, but I find ableism is really left out of the the equation. Yeah. We don't really know what it's like to be ableist, what it's like to be an able mm-hmm. person and living in the world. And it, it's just, I, I feel as though it's a topic that we, we haven't really discussed much, even though we are so
2: keen to talk about mental health issues as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. It's so true. And it's so prevalent and workforces can say that they're, 100% non-discriminatory but the sad truth is a lot of the times there are biases there are stigma there is straight up no sugarcoating discrimination in mm-hmm. the workplace um I'm applying to medical school right now I'm terrified that a school is going to discriminate against me because of my disability or mental illness um it's terrifying because they they, they straight up ask you um like is there anything else we should know? And it's like, I don't know. Like, should you know? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah, that is terrifying. Yeah. Sorry, Keith, go ahead. No, no. no I, I remember in the early days okay, when I started you know, speaking at conferences and such, okay, and I was invited to a couple of legal events to speak at. And it was, I got some feedback afterwards, you know, very positive. Okay, I did an article for the uh, the, the Bar Society here. in the, in the monthly magazine about my journey, and I put my email address at the end of it. Okay, to see what responses I would receive. So, some friends reached out and said, "Hey, good to see you back on your feet." You know, those kind of encouraging comments. Okay, but some wrote said, "You know, we don't do this. We don't talk about it. We're lawyers. We don't go there." Hmm, okay, that's crazy. so yeah, you talk about systemic discrimination built into the whole system. Yeah. Lawyers, we just don't go there, and those are the words we don't go there. We don't discuss this stuff, and it was unsettling. at first it was like, "Ooh, you know, what am I doing wrong for him?" What am you? Know, you, you, you kind of reassess, but that no, 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 no. no. I, this is what I want to. I want to speak about this. It's important, okay? And we're talking, you know, many years ago now, you know, and yeah. So I mean, the discrimination was, you know, lawyers who did not even know who, who me they didn't even know me. I mean, okay. So it's. it's it's very prevalent still okay totally yeah
2: and with the lawyer i just listened to a a class on uh hot topics in criminal justice it's on uh Coursera.com. it's awesome class free and it was talking about the insanity defense Mm. and which Mm. was so interesting because this professor was basically describing insanity as just according to the law according to him it's just based on the symptoms of schizophrenia like he just kept referencing schizophrenia psychosis hallucinations and delusions and he said that that was pretty much it for mental illness in terms of criminal law and that just blew my freaking mind Mm. because i was like what i was listening to this in 2020 and we think that schizophrenia is the only mental illness worth mentioning in a criminal case that's crazy Mm. Mm-hmm. And even oh, then, yeah. it's, oh, it was outrageous. And just listening to uh, the rare cases when the insanity defense can be brought up and all the other, like, smaller defenses that you can have, that just blew my mind that he just kept referencing schizophrenia. And I was like, but there's so much else.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Hmm. L- l- lawyers tend to move slowly in terms of uh, you know, events in society, okay? And, and lawmakers are even slower to move. You know, society is usually many years in advance before before the lawmakers get into the picture. So, you know. And
0: this topic is still pretty new. I mean, we Mm -hmm. weren't talking about mental illness in a more public format until, I mean, we've been talking about it forever, but I think in terms of actually delving into it, maybe the 60s and 70s, and even now it's actually being described more so through social media and everything but we only talk about the mental illnesses that we find socially acceptable right and we only talk Mm -hmm. about it in a surface level way that doesn't really get the job done it's kind of like what we talked about stigma versus discrimination Mm -hmm. you know stigma is a great word and everything but at the end of the day we don't know how to fight dis- uh, stigma, but we do know how to fight discrimination because we talk about discrimination in other areas. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Totally. Yeah.
2: And yeah. I will yeah, be the first to say that before I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, I had first until I was currently diagnosed with um, depression and anxiety. I met this girl and she said that she was bipolar. And I remember thinking in my head, I wrote this down. I said, Oh man, that's really crazy. Mm -hmm. Like that Mm -hmm. is on a whole different level than what I am. Like that is a Mm -hmm. real mental illness. I have depression. She has bipolar. That is different. Well, A month later, I was diagnosed Mm -hmm. with bipolar, and I still didn't know anything about it. I had my stigma set. I had been meeting so many people with different mental illnesses, but I was set in my freaking ways that for some reason, bipolar and schizophrenia Mm -hmm. were on this end of the spectrum, and whatever I was was the other side, and that just blew my mind when I was switched over and... So, like, I totally understand stigma is super prevalent. Mm-hmm. Discrimination is prevalent. It was prevalent in my mind for sure until the moment I was diagnosed. And even after that, I was like, mm-hmm. mom and dad, like, buckle up. I have a real mental yes. illness, which yep. is crazy. I would never think that way now three years later. But at the time, that mm-hmm. is, if I'm going to be completely honest, I was 100% there to feel that way. with mm-hmm. a lot sure. of people.
1: Definitely.
2: is fair and i'm but i mean i'm I'm glad i've i've Mm -hmm. progressed and it just shows progression (laughs) is so possible you don't have to be diagnosed with it to um (laughs) progress but definitely i'm completely different person with completely different ideas from when i was diagnosed you know wrap this
0: up is just maybe to just bring it back to what do we think about the word disability in the mental health community do we think it's a good word do we think that it it, we can use something better or is it an amazing word i don't know
1: it 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 may be a a necessary word at the moment for lawmakers like you said earlier katie it it Mm -hmm. fits in sort of in terms of what how they perceive you know the situation the context um i don't think it'll be changing soon i don't think you know there's a there's a reason for lawmakers to sort of address this situation i think they've got a In in their heads, they've got enough to handle in in, in today's world. Um, I think it's it's a a question of context, perhaps. Okay. And I think if we all understand who we are, what our challenges are, I think that's the most important part. Mm, Yeah,
2: Yeah, I agree. I personally don't really have a problem with being called disabled. Like I said, I had was uh disabled in the eyes of my college you know i've worked with the kids and adults with disabilities forever they don't they have been, always been cool with being called disabled as far as I know so i 'm yep. like i i don't really it doesn't really bother me like it it may be i don 't know it just doesn't it doesn't bother me personally um I do think that a mental illness is more of what I have because oh. I can get <laughs> <laughs> better it's I, I don't know yep. i don't I, yeah i don't even know yep. really but to me personally i don't mind being called disabled sure. if i if i'm getting services then they're helping me become better abled you know mm-hmm. and i do and i do I believe that, that it honestly ableism comes down applies to, each person. to mental i illness. think
0: at the end of the day we're all going to have labels that we identify with more so than other labels um and I don't think there's ever going to be this universal. We're only allowed to use the word mental illness. We're only allowed to use Mm -hmm. the words mental disability. It's honestly comes down to what you're comfortable with and what feels most right to you. Um, And that's hard to apply into a human, human rights act or any piece of legislation.
2: (laughs) So Mm -hmm.
1: yeah, I agree.
2: Totally, totally. But I just think asking, or even just assuming and allowing yourself yeah. to be taught are just way better than staying silent. If someone's if someone's worried about asking me about my disability versus asking me about my illness, I will never want that, that thing to be what's keeping them from asking. No, me. I want them to ask me and just be okay with being corrected, you know, like, that's that's what matters to me is that people yeah. are people I are talking know. about and that includes with legislature. We're so I want scared people talking.
0: of offending people. But totally and, a personal you know, like that's a legitimate fear to have. But at the same time, if we're so afraid of offending people, we stay silent, which is very yep. problematic.
1: Which is wrong. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 And yes. I think I can call myself anything that I want to. Okay. Yes. I am who, I am who I am. Okay. I had depression. I've never said I I was depressed. I had depression and illness. Okay, mm-hmm. He called it an illness, a challenge, a disability, whatever. Okay. Again, I think it goes back to the context in which it's used. Um, I know who I am. Yep.
0: Yeah. I think that was a beautiful way to sort of end it. You, you are who you are. Um, totally. No one can necessarily label you, maybe except the government. <laughs> but beyond <laughs> that... We have yeah. control over how we identify ourselves.
1: <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, great conversation.
0: Thank you, everyone, for your wonderful input. And I hope that everyone listening yeah. has enjoyed this conversation. And if you have any questions, we're going to list as many resources as we can, maybe some interesting articles you can read, and all that fun stuff. Great.
1: Right. Sound great. Katie Cat, thank you. All right. As always.
0: Yes, for sure.
1: Take care.